what I would say is don't listen to people. Honestly, I mean, I feel like some days I'm just kind of bucking the system. There are a lot of people that are saying, you know, you want to have so many downloads, you want to have, you know, the sponsors and you want to have the affiliates and all blah, blah, blah. You want to make all the money. There's also, but you were talking all earlier about building that muscle, the resiliency muscle and stuff, but you just want to be confident about what you're doing. You want to feel good about what you're doing. You want to feel fulfilled in that. Podcast Junkies, episode 332. Welcome back. I'm your host, Harry Turan. If you're new to the show, thank you for finding us. It's the show where we search out interesting voices in podcasting, get them to kick back their heels and talk about their shows and whatever else is on their mind. If you missed last week's episode, we had a great conversation with Lauren Purcell. She is a podcasting OG. We talked about everything from remove to print to digital, starting a business and doing consulting around helping people with the marketing of their show, her show podcast therapy, and how she's been able to build a very successful team to support the podcasting community. This week, we have the pleasure of speaking with Amy Fagan. If you ever dreamed of starting a podcast and worried about imposter syndrome, and what you need to do to stay true to your vision, then this is the episode for you. We connected online and been now working together on her show and expanding it. She's done a successful job with it, and it's called Grounded in Maine Podcast. On this conversation, we explore not just podcasting, but how unexpected twists in life can lead to a world of opportunities. This is a great conversation with Amy, and we learn a lot about her homesteading journey and her community involvement. We talk about the growth for podcasts and different conversation styles, starting a business, a jam making business specifically, and how that's been working in conjunction with her podcast. Lots to connect with here. I know you'll enjoy this episode. If you are enjoying this one or past ones, please leave me a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash podcast junkies. I'd love to read yours out next. And remember, these episodes are always chock full of great takeaways. And as a listener, I want you to focus all your energy on our conversation. Rest assured, you can always visit podcastjunkies.com to read the full show notes, which includes all guest links as well. Okay, before we get into this uninterrupted conversation with Amy, a few words from the folks who support this show. If you've been on the fence about getting your podcast started, I have great news for you. My newly updated course, Podcast Blueprint 101, walks you through everything you need to get your podcast off the ground. And best of all, listeners of this show will get 50% off. In this course, I'll walk you through everything you need to get your podcast off the ground. In section one, mindset, we'll talk about getting started, the importance of the right mindset, and how to think about continuous improvement for your show. In section two, we lay the groundwork. We talk about planning your show, positioning it, and how to go about creating a quality production. In the growth section, we focus on where and when to publish your show, how to promote it to the right platforms, and as an added bonus, some specifics about how you can profit from your show as well. I've also included a list of tools and services that have been helpful for me in the growth of my show. So again, the URL is podcastblueprint101.com and use promo code PBHD50 to get 50% off exclusively for listeners of the show. With so many companies starting up in the podcasting space, sometimes it's a bit of a challenge to figure out who you can trust and what the company is all about, which is why with my co-founder, Brad Nolan, we've created the Podosphere. Think of it as Yelp for podcasters. The Podosphere features all the companies making moves in the podcasting space. In this comprehensive directory, you'll be able to view the different companies by category, rate your favorites, and connect with them on their socials. As you learn more about your favorite companies, you'll also be able to create your own pod stack, which is a feature that lets your fans know all the companies and services that you're currently using to produce your show. For the most comprehensive podcast directory in the galaxy, head on over to thepodosphere.com. So Amy Fagan, host of the Grounded in Maine podcast, thank you so much for joining me on Podcast Junkies. 
Oh my gosh. I'm thrilled to be here, Harry. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here, really. Do you remember how we crossed paths? We crossed paths. Well, sure. Yes. I saw you first in a Jeremy Enns round two. Oh, yeah. And, right. Oh, actually, I saw you before that somehow okay. around PodFest. I think it was around PodFest. And I was just starting my podcast and I saw that you had a vertical farming podcast. And I was like, yes. Ooh. You might have attended my talk. I might have. And then I like, I contacted you and you said, oh, why don't you contact me once you've started? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, right. He's totally going to just jump all over that. And so I never contacted you again. But then I saw you on Jeremy Ann's and you were like so approachable. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm one of these days I'm going to contact him. And then I just, I started following you from there. And then, and you just post some really great you know, super meaningful stuff. And I just, I love what you're about. Oh, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Talk a little bit about your background. Like, how did you first, how'd you end up at PodFest? You know, it sounds like podcasting has been on your radar. Did you start as a listener and you started getting podcast curious? I was podcast curious for a long time. Yeah. So podcasting was not really in my realm of things that I ever thought was going to happen. I was telling you earlier, I never really felt like I had anything to offer, but I really wanted to learn. I actually was thinking about doing a YouTube channel with a friend of mine and talking. We wanted to learn how to be homesteaders. And so we thought it would be cool to do this YouTube channel and interview homesteaders and like learn a new homesteading skill every week. And Mm. like, then take it home and try these things and then go back the next week and say how it well it incorporated into our world. If it was easy and something that we could totally take on and continue, or if it was like, no freaking way, that is no. And then my friend just got busy and that didn't happen. And I was like, I'm not going to be on camera all the time. There's no way I'm doing a YouTube channel, just me. So I was like, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> do a podcast. And sustainability was like general, sort of wide enough of a subject that I could, I could come up with enough subjects, I guess, and not run out. And I think that, and my idea of sustainability is more not like this is sustainable and this is sustainable and this is sustainable, but more like encouraging people and just learning from different people, like what they think is sustainable. Because for me, it's about this. It, a lot of it is the story, like what is sustainable to people and what drives them? Like what sort of what is that point where someone goes from normal life to like, I need to make a change, like I need mm. to do something different. I'm so curious about that point. But so I talked about it and talked about it for about two years. Yeah. And then a friend of mine messaged my sister-in-law that some friends of his were hosting a podcasting workshop, the Podcast Away Retreat with 10K Dollar Day in Florida. That sounds fun. In 2022. And I was like, well, 2022 during COVID in Florida. And I was like, no way. I can't afford it. And COVID. But he was like, I will use my flight points to get you there. Just pay for the workshop. That's great. And I was like, that is just, it's too big of a gift to reject. So I did that and focused right, sponsored us all to do like the virtual course. 
yeah. of the virtual track of PodFest that okay. year as a gift for going to the retreat. What do you think it was for you that was that pull to get you there? And when you think back and you think about all the pieces that had to align timing-wise, resource-wise, generosity-wise from people that obviously cared about you and were supporting you, looking back now, does it seem everything was pulling you towards that moment to get started? I honestly think so. I think personally, I will continue on a path that is comfortable, that's miserable, that is going nowhere unless something stops me in my path. Okay, <laughs> let's stop doing this. Here's another option. How about this? Because I will rationalize anything because I'm not big on change. I'm not someone really like, I'm, be- I'm so much better at it now. I mean, since podcasting, but like I was in a, I was in a car accident four years ago. And so okay. I had so many changes. I was out of work for four months and then I ended up losing my job from that. So like I had to, I changed jobs so many times. And then during that, I like started this jam business and which was also never in my realm, not a business person, but here I am still with a business almost four years later. But I was just going to be like, I'm just going to work my nine to five. I'm going to take care of my pets and do my home thing. And then the car accident happened, which it was an awful period, but it was the best possible thing that could have happened, honestly, because it stopped the routine that I was in. Mm. And I've been, I'm so happy now that not that happened, but where I am now. Yeah. It's hard to look at things like that, experiences like that in the moment to think that there's possibly a reason that anyone could find for something that's especially traumatic like that. But I think it sounds like you've got the wherewithal to look back and see that sometimes things do happen for a reason. And sometimes it's a wake up call. And, you know, you mentioned this wave that you had of being that you're not big on change and you weren't into jam, but yet you started a jam business. If you look back, do you see like that pattern? Is that something that was early on for you that you were just not kind of following status quo in terms of the life you were living? Or is that something that was different for you when you were younger and that something shifted as you got older? That's a really tricky question. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of my younger years. Yeah, yeah. I think I blocked a lot of it out. My dad was married many times and we mm. didn't have a great relationship. But so there was a lot of change, like moving around and people okay. in my life. So I don't remember a lot of things. I know I was... I was as steady as I could be like just yeah I'm just gonna cruise through life and I I just don't want anyone to be mad at me I don't want anything to I just want everything to go really smoothly and so I worked I was at my jobs for like 13 years 12 years and I'm a lifer basically unless something changes and so but just in general like I'm like a loyal person to be around I'm sticking around forever I just don't, I really don't like change. And I don't, I, yeah. I think it's because a lot of things changed when I was younger. That makes sense. Yeah. And so do you think that you've developed now these abilities to move past that stasis? Because like you said, you said you're not big on change and, and yet you started, probably never envisioned that you'd start a podcast and you'd be in, in front of a mic recording and, you know, kudos to getting all these episodes recorded, getting out of your comfort zone, attending a podcast conference, you know, jumping on this conversation with me, I think. Do you find that you're building up that resiliency muscle in you and just by virtue of putting yourself out there and, and maybe even surprising yourself at what's possible? 
I almost want to say 100%, but if you say, would you do it all by yourself? I would say, no, ma'am. Yeah. I don't want to do it by myself, but I will talk to anybody any old time. When you say you don't want to do it by yourself, do you mean just to have this, the support of, of someone either cheering you along or helping you like get through the challenging stuff that you may not be the subject matter expert in? Oh, no, just like a podcast episode, just me and a mic. Yeah. Not someone to look at, talk to, anything like that. I'll, I'll talk to anybody, but I just don't want to be like talking to myself. Yeah. I don't I, like that. And when you got started with the show, you obviously had a lot of support from that conference and then from those training sessions. Was it helpful to figure out? I mean, I think a lot of the things that overwhelm beginning podcasters is all the moving parts, right? They look at it from afar or they hear a podcast. How hard can it be? You just turn on your mic and you just start recording and voila, you have a podcast. Just like that. <laughs> that's what it was like for you, I'm sure, right? You always, that's totally. all you did. <laughs> so for someone, for the listener who is interested in starting a podcast or the viewer, you know, how would you describe those early days about working through and trying to get a grasp of all the moving parts? Oh, you know, what I would say is don't listen to people. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I feel like some days I'm just kind of bucking the system. There are a lot of people that are saying, you know, you want to have so many downloads, you want to have, you know, the sponsors and you want to have the affiliates and all blah, blah, blah. You want to make all the money. There's also, but you were talking all earlier about building that muscle, the resiliency muscle and stuff, but you just want to be confident about what you're doing. You want to feel good about what you're doing. You want to feel fulfilled in that. Yeah, I definitely want to make money. I want to feel really fulfilled in that. And honestly, like I had this like life-changing moment a week or two ago when I was doing an interview and I was, I'm speechless just thinking about it. And it was like the weirdest thing. And I was like, I can't even believe I'm podcasting. Like I'm podcasting and I am meeting these amazing people. Yeah. Like I never, Nebraska, who would have thought? <laughs> You know, she's yeah. in Nebraska. She thrifts for a living and she's mm. creating these style bundles. Like, sure, that's great. But yeah. her story is unbelievable. And I'm like, yeah. I can't even believe I get to talk to you. I get to share your story. Who am I? You know, and I keep having these moments of like the imposter syndrome. And it's on a regular basis. People are like, oh, my gosh, I'm thank you so much for this time. And, and I had this. A couple of weeks ago, a solar company, they were like doing these super flowery, embellished posts about me. This like super, try to remember the powerful blah, blah, blah podcast. I'm like, dude, you don't really, <laughs> you're going to make them listen and they're going to yeah. be like, that podcast? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think I'm really like bucking the whole like AI thing and yeah. I'm not like against it all. I'm just like, I'm pacing myself. Like, I don't want to take it all on. I'm getting the whole like show notes and the mm -hmm. rhythm in and putting my sound bites and doing my posts and all this stuff. Like, there's a lot to it. There's a yeah, lot to it. And then the social media marketing part, like, it's a lot. I don't have a team. Yeah. Yeah. Most podcasters and the podcasters do not. And yeah. I definitely feel. For you, because it's exactly what I went through when I started. It was like, well, it was a lot. I feel like, felt like the busker who's on the corner with the harmonica, with the drum, with the guitar, with the the thing on his foot. He's singing. He's just like twirling a baton or something. It is like crazy. Like all the things you're doing at the same time. You're just to get, hey, look at me. I got a podcast. Especially oh now. So and I want to pause for a moment. Just hope 
let you know that the imposter syndrome never goes away. And I've heard even Oprah say she has it as well. I have it all the time. And so I think it's something that we learn to live with as creators because there'll always be an opportunity to see what someone is doing and measure ourselves against it. I think it's just human nature. You're like, and then this concept of like, wow, like who am I to be like talking to this person? But at the end of the day, you know, we all put our, our pants on one leg at a time. And these are just human people. I, my, in my second podcast, Vertical Farming Podcast, I specifically speak to CEOs and founders of vertical farming companies. And in 2020, I knew zero about vertical farming. <laughs> so, But I know how to talk to people and just have a conversation. And that's what's been, you know, the connecting thread with this show, with that show, the fact that these are conversations. Right. And I always want the listener to feel like they've just pulled up a, a stool we're hanging out at the bar and, and just hearing Amy and Harry talk about podcasting and they're listening in. It's like, oh, and so we're not forgetting about you, listener. We want you to be in on this journey as well. I, I, I say it ad nauseum, there's three people in, the, in this conversation, Amy, Harry, and the listener. So mm -hmm. we're going on this together. And I think that's what you're building when you're creating this platform. Because if you think about these conversations that you've had, and I think on your show, you're up to 68 now, and you're having conversations with people who may, you're giving them a voice. And that's a really powerful thing that you're doing. And I want to applaud you for doing that. I know that through this process, you've found your voice. You can't get 68 episodes in and not start to feel somewhat comfortable in terms of knowing what you're doing, feeling comfortable. Not to say you're going to be an expert at any point in time or you're, you'll ever feel like an expert. But I think what you're doing by your very nature of just showing up, people get so overwhelmed. Like, like I don't like the sound of my voice. And they never get started or they record a, a podcast intro that sits in their hard drive for three years and your 10th is going to sound better than your first and your 50th is going to sound better than your 10th as, as I know you can attest to. So I just want to say kudos to you for continuing, especially during times when it probably felt challenging and what you're doing is good, is good work. And the platform that you're providing people is a space for maybe their first time to speak out loud what's in their hearts and who knows what they're going to do. Maybe they'll start a podcast as well. So definitely like just again, applaud you for what you're doing because it's not easy to be a podcaster and do this on a continuous basis. So don't beat yourself too up too much. It, it, it's definitely not easy, especially with all the things that are, that we have to work through as podcasters, but it is great to see that you continuing to stay consistent with your show. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, and I don't want the imposter syndrome to go away because it's nice to hear those flowery things, but at the same time, like, that feels weird. It feels yeah. weird. I mean, it's yeah. nice to hear, but then I'm like, wait, that's me. That's it, me. Okay. <laughs> so when you think about that, was the intention to always start it as an interview-based show? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I wanted to learn more about different ways to be sustainable. Yeah. And were there shows that you were listening to that you were inspired by? I love Jill Winger's podcast. Have you okay. listened to Jill no, Winger? No, I haven't. Um, it's called Old Fashioned on Purpose. Okay. It's a great podcast. I mean, she's a homesteader, but the way that she talks about it is so great because she's she'll say everyone is not, it's, you don't have to be all in, which yeah. is, it's different than what a lot of homesteaders will say, but you can be all in. You can, you, you can just, dabble. You, know, you can dabble 100%. Yeah. And I just think, and the things that she teaches are really, really great. I think what's helpful for me to understand that we had a brief conversation, I think a, a week or two ago, we talked about how now for me, I'm in, if people are watching this on YouTube, it probably looks like I'm in a sauna right now, but that's <laughs> a lot of wood paneling back here. I am in uh, the Midwest. I'm in just 30 minutes outside of Minneapolis now with my partner, Natalie, and she grew up here. So this is her, we're watching her parents' home and we're trying to debate whether it's something we want to 
stick with. And there's something to be said for waking up and seeing the trees, seeing the colors change on the leaves. And we have enough of property here where we went out and built a, a compost bin. So it sounds like one of those things you maybe just want to have under the sink. But we went out and did that legit one, bought the wood, went to Home Depot. She found some plans online. So hinges, latches, like it's got the chicken wire. It was a, a full day project. And it's nice, you know, this experience of working with your hands. And we have this thing now sitting in the back of the yard. So we've got this little tray of stuff that we have on the kitchen counter and everything goes in there, right? The eggshells, the stems of the, the cores of the apples, you know, like every little scrap of, you know, that's compostable. And if there's something comforting and just taking that out every day and just dumping it in there and just watching it over time as it turns into what it's going to turn to. And just little things like that. Our neighbors have chickens. So we got to watch them. They, they went away. So we had to watch them for a week. And I had to go over to the chicken coop. I had to go oh my gosh. Had to let the chickens. I had to let the chickens out. I had to look in the coop for the chick for the eggs. And then at the end of the night, you've got to like they're free roaming. So they're in you'll see them in the neighbor's yard and you'll see them next door. Oh. So it's, we live on a cul-de-sac. So thankfully it's a it's like a, a quiet street, but it's so funny. And they now, because my partner Natalie likes to feed them bird seed, they get acclimated to stuff like that really quickly. So oh, you'll yeah. see them. You know, we occasionally will open the front door and there's a chicken there with his head cocked. And it's like, where's my bird seed? <laughs> yeah. So all these things, you know, and, and I'm sure you've had a lot of stories, you know, people like this who, again, to your point, just to bring it full circle, we're not fully in, but, you know, but we do have well water here. So we've got our own water source. So it's little things like that. I think as you start to try the things that are comfortable for you, there's something comforting about the resiliency and the being able to support yourself and being sustainable, I think that's in the long term, I hope is where we're returning to as a society. Yeah. It's so nice, isn't it? Because yeah. you live in the city, right? Normally? Well, now we live out here now. So we used to, I mean, I grew up in the city as you, I mean, I'm, I'm a New Yorker at heart, as you can tell from my hat, but you know, I grew up in the city. I've lived in like one bedroom loft apartments in New York City, <laughs> you know, really where you're really, it's, it, you know, really cozy. And the biggest green space you have is probably Central Park. And so I've had that experience. I've lived in LA as well. Not a lot of yard spaces there. So this is kind of the first experience for me, just having this much space other than like the little backyard I had in, in my parents' house growing up. But it is a interesting experience because once you've experienced it and you wake up and you, or you hear the crickets at night or you wake up and you see the trees is the first thing you see out of your window. You know, it's, there's something about resetting your nervous system that it just works wonders for stuff like that. Right. Especially in the fall when the trees are changing yeah. color. I mean, I know in New York, they change color. Too, yeah. Yeah, upstate. yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. We have chickens as well. And I, our chickens will, oh my gosh, chase you down <laughs> to the garage door because they know there are mealworms. Yes. Right on the other love... side of that door. Yeah. And they will, they'll also meet you at the door of the house. There's nothing funnier than seeing a chicken run. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the best. But I like, people ask you, like, what's your happy place? And my happy yeah. place, literally, we have a lawn swing. We don't have, like, we just have an acre of yeah. land. We have a lawn swing. And my happy place is sitting on the lawn swing with my dog, with cats on their leashes, and the chickens just poking around. Like, I just love it. I never get to do that, but <laughs> I just love it. I just it's there. The, the chickens, I mean, you... The chickens hang out in the in your yard as well. Like they just poke around. They're they come over. Yeah, yeah. Do they? I just I get to know their sounds. We have three roosters out of ten chickens. They all have their own 
crows. <laughs> the girls all have their own sounds. It's just really funny. Yeah. But just to get to know their personality, it was really fun. And they all look so funny. And yeah, when they run. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Especially when they're bigger. Yeah. I see a cat poking its head there. Yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Amelia. I love when we have guest appearances on the show, too. <laughs> and it's great because as podcasters, pod, talking about podcasting, I love, like, to remind the listener and the viewer that we don't have perfect environments here. <laughs> like, the lawn guy was here yesterday, and the leaf blower is literally outside this back window that's behind me. And I'm just like, oh, man, I just hope they don't hear that. And again, we've probably been through every single circumstance. I remember in when I lived in the city, I inevitably would pick the oh, recording sure. day. That'd be the trash day. And they're like, ah, the truck is just like beep, beep, beep. <laughs> or like the lawn, just anything you can think of would happen on the day you're recording. Oh, I'm sure, sure. I'm sure you've got some interesting stories as well. Uh, well, I know my first podcast episode, our our older rooster was just, it was like, I think it was June and the, it was a beautiful day and the window yeah. was open and he was outside <laughs> and he was throwing it up. And I was like, that's great. My first episode, dude. And <laughs> well, it is a homesteading so podcast. I know. I was that's so really apropos. To, yeah. I was very tempted to do like a disclaimer and be like, I'm really sorry. But then I was like, you know what? Yeah. You're going to hear it again. Yeah. Because I have chickens. Yeah. And so how's your homesteading journey changed or, or grown or evolved as, as a result of all these conversations you're having on the show? I'm right now. I'm just taking it all in. I mean, really, I'm super busy. Yeah, it's good. I'm I'm just keeping it really busy, but I'm like I'm trying really hard to get involved in stuff. We had a my town in Maine had a climate action meeting workshop last month, whew, which was difficult. It was difficult. I mean, we're in an, an inflation period, and yeah. we are our my town is growing like crazy. Yeah, and it was really really hard because you know they're like we should be driving electric vehicles, so mm. we should all have sun solar panels and blah blah blah. people were like we can't pay our bills yeah we can't afford all these updates yeah which is very true but it was just an interesting sort of tug of war like we need to do these things well we can't have you always been actively involved in your community with these topics yes and (laughs) yes and no i mean i try not to get politically involved because i have this tendency to be really irrational like i get really heated and i don't have a lot of knowledge to back up i just get really heated yeah and you know and it and you I, feel you feel it in your gut or you feel it in yeah. your heart you know and you're passionate like, about back it. it up I'm like nope good. <laughs> i got yeah. nothing else to say i just had to say my piece but i mean i like i was part of a group that was helping to ban the single-use plastic bags in my town which won but then when covid started everything went out the window i helped to put a dog park in my town okay i am trying to get my town to support solar community solar like the solar farms yeah and use those how do you decide who to invite on the show is are you scratching your own itch are you just wanting to learn more about a specific topic or as you've progressed with the episodes i'm sure the show's getting some visibility especially with with a name like grounded in maine to get more and more high profile guests on I'm really open. I love the variety of different people. In the beginning, I was I started out with my friends. Of course, I've got a lot of friends who are herbalists, and so I had an herbalist on. My PT was is a forager, so I had him on to talk about foraging. And I have a friend who has a tiny home, and she's actually a homesteader. So I was like, you know, tell me about some stuff, and 
she told me this really cool trick about putting a packet of yeast in your toilet instead of like what do you people put like bleach or whatever in their toilet yeah. to unclog or whatever but she was like put yeast down instead and i'm like really that works what, is, what does the yeast do it just gets the bacteria going it like feeds the bacteria that's so, so interesting like, do its thing it's more natural than chemicals right I just learned um, a new tip today. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, you got to tell me that on the air. But So I started out with a lot of friends. And then I just, as the podcast grew and I was growing my social media, I love Instagram because yeah. I can like reach out to people like Harry Duran and say, <laughs> dude, I love that post. That's so powerful. Yeah. And then you see me and you're like, yes. hey, let's talk. Yeah. But I had... I reached out to Maine Community Solar, who is the solar group that I just interviewed. But gosh, I just had someone reach out. And one of my goals for this year was to, one, monetize. But two, I wanted to have people reach out to me instead of me having to chase everyone down. Yeah, yeah. Which is... <laughs> uh, and I've had that happen a few times, which is very cool. But so Efficiency Maine. So I don't know if you guys have that in other states, but Efficiency Maine helps people to like arrange rebates and stuff to encourage people to get updates so okay like we worked with them when we got our solar panels so okay. you buy solar panels and you get like five thousand dollars off of your tax you get a five thousand dollar tax rebate yeah when you pay your taxes or yeah. stuff like that but so they were like we'd love to be on your podcast we're doing a big pitch to to get some attention and we'd love to would you consider having us on your podcast i'm like heck yeah and then the next response was, how do you feel about sponsorship? I'm like, shoot, man, what is this? Is this I'm on the impact. But that was super cool. And so we're talking about that for next year. That's awesome, Amy. That's great news. Yeah. But so people are reaching out to me. But in, in general, like I'm just, I think I'm one of those people that just thinks everyone is really cool. And I, I find the good in people. And I just think, like, I had a lady on who so cool, and she's a breathwork person, and she's mm. an energy healer. And she wanted to talk about making her own broth. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. Because, you know, broth is not, it's not that big of a deal. But if you think about it, you literally just put a bag of vegetable scraps in your freezer. Yeah. And when you want to make broth, you just add water. It literally <laughs> costs nothing. Yeah, It costs nothing. Whereas if you go to the store and you buy broth, you have those cartons that are covered in wax and you can't yep. compost them and you can't yeah. recycle them. And they cost like five bucks. So like. How's your broth game now? Oh, but I've been making my own broth for years. Nice. But, <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's awesome that, you know, some people are like, I'd love to talk to you about that. I'm yeah. very proud of myself. How have you grown as a interviewer over the years, over the episodes? Do you find you're improving now? I mean, I think so. I think I'm growing. I think I'm definitely more comfortable with it. Yeah. I find myself needing to improve my vocabulary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but in the beginning of podcasting, I also like was using, I was using the free Zoom. And okay. I was like, I'm going to be so prepared. I'm going to write all my questions down. I'm going to have everything all ready. And so I was like, I had my person in front of me and I'm watching my Zoom clock so I don't run out because I don't have a video editor 
And yeah. I have my questions in front of me. So I'm looking at my questions. I'm looking at my thing and I'm like, okay, now I have to weed out my questions because I don't have enough time. So I'm like <laughs> reading my questions and trying to weed everything out and looking at the clock and I'm like not paying attention at all. Yeah. And so somebody brought that to my attention. So now the questions are out the window. I'm like, yeah. I'm just winging it. I did the exact same thing. I had actually John Lee Dumas was on Entrepreneur on Fire and he's notorious for his like 30 minute interviews. So you've got to get to it. And I think it was just midday and I was feeling a little flustered and I had them in my hand. I was like, there's no way I can get through these. And I'm just like, I scrapped them and I was like, let's just talk. And then, and just, just, it's a great skill to have, you know, this ability to be conversational with people and to just understand that like every single person has a story. If you're willing to invest time and in just paying attention and being right. curious and my girlfriend likes to say judgment and curiosity cannot exist in the same space. Right. So it's like, Right. Make a decision. Which one do you want to choose? As a podcast host, I'm always trying to be as curious as possible. And, and it's helped me become a better listener as well. And I think even with Squadcast now, I, I pin the guest's face or video so that I'm, because I, I used to have them side by side and I just inevitably, like your ego kicks in. You're just like, you're looking at yourself and you're like, what do I look like on camera? <laughs> and that, you know, again, you're doing a disservice to your guest. So I'm glad to hear that you're feeling more comfortable. And I think as you get better and better, it's just... I find that sometimes when I'm in the real world, I'm talking to people, it probably sounds like a podcast conversation because I'm asking questions. I'm like, oh, so why'd you do that? And like, when did you want to do that? And they're like, is this am, I, am, I, am I on a podcast right now? So, and people like to talk, you know, and people like to share their stories. And then, so it's I think, it's, yeah, it's fun. And for the record, I think you're super cool as well. So let's get that on camera. <laughs> I'll catch it here. What about, talk to me about the jam business and like as if you having a, starting a podcast and figuring out how to do homesteading, it sounds like it's like enough on top of already what you're doing in your day to day. So what was the, the impetus there? Oof. Well, I mean, the jam business came first. When I was out of work four years ago, I had the time to, it was not my plan, but I had time to sit around. So I'll back up a little bit. I don't make a lot of money at my job. My husband is an arborist. He does just fine. Yeah. And so I have this sort of inferior inferiority complex where I feel like I need to pull more weight. And so I'm like, I can't make more money by working more. I just can't. So I'm going to grow a garden and I will harvest the vegetables and I will can these vegetables and I will. It's going to be almost as much as it's going to be almost like making money by yeah. saving money. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I've been doing that and I, I always make jam and I make relish i make terrible pickles so i make relish instead <laughs> and canned tomatoes and stuff like that and my sister got married in 2014 and i made little jars of jam for wedding favors for yeah. everyone and they were beside themselves they were like this is the best gift like they just said you have to do this like you need to make this a business and i was like <laughs> but then i was out of work and i had nothing else to do and i was People are always like, oh, you're going to watch Netflix like crazy, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. I was doing webinars and workshops yeah. and, and listening to podcasts and stuff like that. And I was like, I was on fire. So I was all like, I'm going to start this business and I have no business doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so I like waited for an hour and a half with the state of Maine to get my license set up and get my EIN and all the LLC and all this yep. stuff. All so the by the time... I had to have foot surgery. And so by the time I was able to walk again, I had a kitchen set up and I was all ready because I had to rent a kitchen. So by the time I was ready to go back to work, ready to walk again, I had, I was all set to go. And so May, 2020, I started. 
Perfect time to start a business. <laughs> right, just as COVID was starting. I had the kitchen to myself because everything was closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and so it's been really slow going and I'm not, you know, I'm only one person. Yeah. So I can only do so much, but like in the summertime, I will, there are farms nearby that there's a farm that has like 16 acres of strawberries and they do oh, a wow. pick. So I pick all the strawberries. It's half price. So I save money. Wow. So I pick all the strawberries. I, I'm still working full time. So I'll like go at seven in the morning until 745. So just 45 minutes, I pick a flat of strawberries. I come home and I walk the dog and then I work all day and then I clean the strawberries and freeze the strawberries and then you know, do dinner and all that stuff. That's my summer. And yeah. then do podcast stuff at night. Sounds like you've been um, pretty busy. So, and then I started the podcast in 2022. That's awesome. And so talk a little bit about how, do you get everything like now working synergistically together? Do you, are you mentioning the jam on the podcast? Is the jam a sponsor of the show? Or? <laughs> jam isn't necessarily a sponsor of the show. I mean, I feel weird about doing that. I know yeah. people keep saying that I should do that. And I don't know. I mention it from time to time. I haven't quite figured out how to feel good about doing that. Yeah. I also, so, but I just, I make jam on Sundays usually. And then okay. I do podcasting on week evenings. And are you so doing, I, we made a batch of uh, strawberry rhubarb jam. My, well, I helped a little bit, but my partner did most of the work, but because that's a great combo. But are you making a, a bunch of different flavors or just a bunch of different varieties? Yep. I made strawberry rhubarb today and I made cranberry jalapeno jelly today. Ooh. Because I just had to happen to have the day off today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot of different flavors that I've been working on. It costs a lot of money to have it tested to be able to sell across oh. states. Oh, wow. But yeah, I've got an awesome apple preserves that have lemon slices and nutmeg. Mm, so it oh, tastes wow. kind of like apple pie. It's chocolate. Yeah. And do you ship nationwide? I do. Oh, I'm going to have to get my Amy's Jam order in. <laughs> I actually just shipped some to Minnesota. Actually. Oh, you I just shipped it out on Monday and not to your house, not yet anyway. <laughs> but, and I shipped out uh, last week to another podcaster in, oh, that's great. in Tennessee. Nice. And so you got to do more padding, I guess, when you're shipping glass jars or? Yeah. That gets to be pretty tricky, yeah, I imagine. It's a wicked <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot of experimentation with that. and all, But it's also all the things, I think I just want to continue to give you credit for taking imperfect action when it came to the podcast, when it came to like meeting and recording and interviewing guests and then starting your business. And I think, like I said, I think you realize when you look back, that you're really capable of so much greatness if you just get that momentum started. And hopefully when you get to those challenging moments, you can think about what would Amy 1.0 do versus what is Amy 2.0 going to do. And it's just, and I always just like give you that push and that encouragement to just like, don't doubt yourself because you've clearly demonstrated that you have the ability to move forward and do things and take imperfect action. And I think, you know, whenever that creeps up or whenever you feel like that you're not enough or you don't have the voice to do what you wanted to do just and, and you think is this an amy 1.0 thought or is this an amy 2.0 thought so just right. to, to keep moving forward and I, i'm definitely going to keep checking in on your progress yeah 100 percent. i mean i was talking to some podcaster friends in the last year and i was like oh my gosh i'm like in this midlife crisis and they were like you just kind of change the wording like just shift it a little bit and so now we're calling it my season of discovery and so I'm making up for lost time for all those years when I was like, nope, I can't do that. That's not my yes. thing. I'm like trying all these things. And so it's like my season of yes and like trying all the things. 
I love that, the season of discovery. I recently completed my 53rd trip around the sun and I put a Facebook post out and I called it a level. So I've achieved level 53 now, which is a, a great you know, accomplishment. And, and I think it's just helpful to think about it in that way. And it's like, I can learn from people who are older than who are different levels than me. So at level 70 versus level 15, and we're just learning different things. And we're in a world that's changing so drastically and dynamically, it seems day by day. And so I think just looking for inspiration from others and in terms of how they did it and how not to do it. And I think is just a great way to look at it and just, and also remembering that everything that I love the fact that you obviously have the podcast as you're coming on here, you're sharing your story. I think we're here on this earth to share our journeys with people. And that's how we raise the consciousness of the planet. And the beauty is that we have to have the, the conviction and the confidence to share the good and the bad like the highs and the lows, because people need to hear, people need to be reminded that we're on an imperfect journey here. And I think we all see ourselves in each other and we're inspired by the things that happen and there, whatever that saying is there, but for the grace of God, go I, like I could have been in that situation or I was in that situation or I'm going through that situation right now. I can't believe she went through that and, you know, or he went through that. And so just I sound like a broken record here, but I just want to just keep reminding you, like you've got a, an amazing story that's still being written, but just continue to share it because you just never know who's listening. You know, you just never know who's listening, who's watching and who needs to hear like the thing that you're saying right now in this exact moment for where they are in their life. So take that in. A couple of questions as we wrap up. What's something that you've changed your mind about recently? Something I've changed my mind about chocolate <laughs> for the and against chocolate for, for the good <laughs> chocolate for the good that's a great answer i like that did you not were you not a fan earlier growing up i was not a really a fan of chocolate yeah i think it's I think so sweet i mean i remember i used to love the hershey's bar with almonds and i would eat an entire bar and i remember even when i was in my nine to five job at like i would look forward to like having lunch and then going down to the store and buying a hershey's bar with almonds and eating the entire thing. And then as you get it older and you start to understand like dark chocolate, how much sugar is in there and the process that goes into those. Now my love is really like dark chocolate, 70%, 80% with like cherries or mint or something like that. And some of the stuff that comes in, the free trade stuff, and it's just amazing. It's like a delicacy because it, and you go back, occasionally I'll have like a, a Dove or a, a Hershey's and I'm like, whoa, that is just crap crap chocolate so it's really i'm just now a chocolate connoisseur it's true yeah i know it tastes it's a such a different it's a whole different situation but yeah the dark chocolate with like mint or coconut oh yeah yeah, yeah. good stuff that might be your next business <laughs> there's a lot more involved in making chocolate i'm sure than making jam so what do you think is the most misunderstood thing about you that's a tricky one. I think it's probably trickier for me than it is for other people because I would, I'm so tempted to say that I'm smart. That is misunderstood because I don't feel like that. If you're ever having a bad day and someone's like, oh, you're so smart. Like you, what are you talking about? I'm just like, you don't, you clearly don't know. But can I, can I phone a friend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. That's the first time that's ever happened. I wonder if you <laughs> Um, I do, don't, do you I'm, have, do you have a friend in mind? I would love to I, just see you. Okay. No. <laughs> That'd be great for you. Just pick up the phone and be like, Hey, I'm, know, on, that would be so I'm cool. on a podcast conversation with Harry Duran and, uh, 
he's asked. So, what would you say is misunderstood? <laughs> it's an interesting question because it sort of like allows you to step outside yourself for a moment and just kind of see, or sometimes think how you. I sometimes feel like because of the podcast and because of like what I write about that people think like, wow, like Harry's just like got these like ideas and he's always just like willing to share what's in his heart. But it, it takes a lot to like write some of those posts. And then sometimes I have, I go through phases where I, I get the impulse or I get the a download or something of something of a feeling that I want to share that just like really like hits home for me. And sometimes that's what you see sometimes in those posts. And then sometimes I like, I go into the well and there's like nothing. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but it's clearly not here accessible to me now when I need to write a new post today. So I think it's, I've been giving myself grace and just also letting people know that like, it's not all wine and roses. And just sometimes, you know, there's things that I struggle with personally. And there's things that I go to a therapist and I, I have like mild ADHD, but I think that's the beauty of just reminding people like we got like, we all got stuff going on, you know? And, and I think there's you know, anyone who, even the people who paint these perfect pictures of themselves later on, you come to find like, oh, they're just actually like, about to go bankrupt and they're just like, you know, living off, you know, a, a ton of right. debt and they, they don't have right. the perfect life or their relationships are in shambles and they're just kind of trying to portray these Instagram, these Facebook moments. And so I think we're going to see a resurgence, genuineness in like realness and like, hey, like warts and all, this is what life is about because we all know that's what life is about. And I think it's the more people are comfortable in, in sharing that and when talking about it openly. I think we'll all be the better for it as well. Yeah, I'm so here for that. Yeah. And so what's got you excited as you think about 2024? We're in the fall season, harvest season. And as you think about that, as it relates to your show, you know, do you have plans? I you talk, there's some exciting sponsorship opportunities maybe happening for you. But do you think about like plans for your show or do you take it sort of on, on, on a week to week basis? <laughs> it's been really a week to week basis. I've been thinking about maybe doing a little bit of a shift but i haven't figured okay. out how to shift it yeah what would the shift be i'm not quite sure yeah i mean maybe more of a personal thing as mm. opposed to sustainability more of a maybe a more personal sustainability than physical i think that with the name grounded in maine it could be you your journey of grounding yourself <laughs> though it sounds like it would be just me harry <laughs> Well, the beauty is it's your show and you can take it in whatever direction you want. So, well, I know we've had some challenges with getting this rescheduled a couple of times and I'm grateful that you've reached out. I'm just sometimes as podcasters, we feel like we're speaking to the void and we're wondering like, who's listening to the show? Are these a bunch of bots that have just downloaded my episodes? <laughs> like, right? So quite honestly, like that's why I, I put myself out of my comfort zone to do posts on all the socials because sometimes people have their own preference. Some people love LinkedIn versus Facebook or Instagram. So I'm just trying to be accessible in the way that allows people to connect with me if what I'm saying resonates. And so I definitely encourage you to continue to do the same, push yourself out of your comfort zone, because I think that's really where the magic happens. And so I appreciate the fact that we've gotten connected and I've gotten to learn more about you and then get to show the world your awesomeness as well. Same. <laughs> same. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate that. And I do, I enjoy sharing the journey because I want to bring that the authenticity, the humanity to the world. Yeah. I'm scared of the whole like AI and everything computerized. Yeah. I love computers. I think AI is great. I just, yeah. I'm afraid to lose that whole humanity. And so I want to, I'm working it. I'm going to be here. I think there's a balance there 
because what I've found is that there's things and tools that I'm using that really make my life easier. So it's kind of like the Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons. I know I'm dating myself there, but like the things that you really like a robot just does faster, but it's still, it doesn't take away from your creativity or from your show's creativity. So I know some tools that we're using for automation of the snippets of the video or even just writing the show notes. It's like, oh, wow, that's actually really articulate. And, and it puts my guests in the spotlight because it's like, okay, now there's, I can focus my time on getting better guests or, or having better conversations and stuff like that. So there is a fine balance. I think helping us do the things that are not our genius, I think is where the robots help. Right. And so we got to find that balance. But so if people are, I can't imagine they wouldn't want to learn more about you and just figure out ways to hang out and live in Amy's world and buy Amy's jam. So where can they go and do that? Well, I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on All as well. LinkedIn, I'm on as Amy Fagan, but everything else I'm on is grounded in me. Okay. And we'll have links to that. The podcast is groundedinmaine.com. Always nice when you can have the domain of your show. I know. Yeah. Fancy. Well, thanks again, Amy. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your inspiring story. I know listeners are going to get a kick out of it. Very. I'm so glad that you have this podcast. I'm thrilled to hang out with you. We'll be connecting soon, I'm sure. Sounds great. Always appreciative of my guest's time. I never take that for granted. I know an hour is valuable time, and I'm so grateful they were able to come on and share their journey with you. As a reminder, if you are ready to get your podcast off the ground and don't know where to start, sign up for Podcast Blueprint 101 and use promo code PBHD50 for half off the price. For a complete picture of everything that's happening in the world of podcasting and all the companies making moves, visit thepodosphere.com and create your own pod stack today. Podcast production and marketing provided by Fullcast. Visit fullcast.co and click the play button to learn the five pillars of a successful podcast that every business owner needs to know prior to launching. As a reminder, if you enjoyed this show or past episodes, you can show me some love by leaving a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash podcast junkies and I'll be sure to read those out on a future episode. Intro and outro music composed by Cedar and Soil. Visit cedarsoil.com for his full catalog. Tune in next week for a conversation with yet another fascinating podcaster as we dig deep, learn about their show and what makes them tick. Thanks for all you do to support this show across all our socials. I truly appreciate it. Talk to you next week.